The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Thursday night throwdown has begun. Are we having fun yet? The Washington football team and the New York football giants throw it down in the nation's capital. It was a wild affair, and as everybody expected and predicted, there were nearly 60 points put up on the board, except we shouldn't be surprised. It ended up being a one-point game again. They played to a 2019 uh, final. Final score last year. Final score, Washington 30, New York, New York 29. Now, it's not much consolation right now for Giant fans um, who wanted the outright win, but you did cover the point spread. Teaser players cashed. um, Both teaser players cashed if you teased it, obviously, to the over uh, this evening. Uh, But, man, that was, like, uglier than, like, the gong show, all right? Like, yeah, you know, I told you guys, people ask me, like, why did you stop playing music? Like, you know, you, you were in a metal band, you were touring and stuff like that. Um, I'll tell you what, like, one of the final straws was. We were on tour, and, you know, we had been in crashes before. Like, you know, we were stupid enough to once tour in a, in a Ford White, uh, in, a, in a Bronco. And we actually crashed that into a snowbank once. <laughs> like, so, like, we had been in crashes before. Our bass player was actually in a coma once because uh, he hit a moose, and and we nearly hit a moose, and we nearly froze to death, and then basically like four or five nights later, we were in like a new van type of deal, and uh, our guitarist um, our guitarist met somebody, all right? He met somebody, and let's just say like um, she didn't have the physique of Kate Moss. All right, so and let me tell you, he ain't no Johnny Depp. So, and we knew, we knew right away, man. We were like, "Yo, bro, huh? like uh, this says this ain't going down, right? This ain't this ain't gonna happen, right?" And he's, oh no, 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 don't worry about it. So, long story short, basically, um, you haven't experienced life until you've had, like, I don't know the best way of putting it, but. Um, two whales next to you going at it in a van. It wasn't pretty. That was like the last straw for me. I was like, yeah, I can't live like this. I can't be sitting in a van with people having sex next to me, all right? <laughs> and it started like a big fist fight and stuff. I Incidentally, I wasn't the one that threw the punch. I didn't get involved in the fight. I just got out of the van. I was like, oh, God, right? So um, I got to say the last couple of minutes of this football game was as ugly as that. Is that a good description? Pretty good description. Put the better description in the book. We'll get more graphic. Oh, we got the AM Radio affiliates coming up. Holy crap, what a game. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down as the Thursday night throwdown has begun a wild affair in the nation's capital. Uh, tonight, a wild affair in which both teams really coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't win. And it's amazing, isn't it? 
It's amazing. You remember the episode of uh, Seinfeld when they meet with the executives of NBC and George Costanza is very nervous before they go into the meeting. And Seinfeld says, what are you so nervous about? They're just a bunch of TV executives. And, and Costanza goes, they're men with jobs, Jerry. They have secretaries. They have wives. And I know what he was talking about. And think about it. As I tweeted during the football game tonight, Antonio Giston was picking up chunks, all right? Guy looked like Bo Jackson. Guy's picking up like 11-yard chunks and stuff like that. They First down, now let's not give him the ball again. You know, we've dodged a million bullets tonight, and we're up 27-26 with three and a half minutes left, so let's give it to Gibson so he picks up 11 yards on first down. Let's give it to Gibson. He picks up another three, four yards on the new first down. On second down, why don't we throw the ball? Instead of just handing the ball off and we can win and be in victory formation in 38 seconds, why don't we throw the ball and it's intercepted? All right? Not to mention the New York Giants take two false start penalties uh, in a row. Come on, man. Like, it was a battle of a netness, and then in the end, what it's all said and done, the Giants could have win the game... Washington misses the field goal, and they jump offside for whatever reason. And then Washington wins 30-29. to 29. So basically, this is a game where everybody's frustrated. If you laid the points with Washington, you're frustrated. If you're a New York Giant fan, yeah, you won your bet, but you're frustrated the way you ended up losing a football game. If you had Antonio Gibson props, you're frustrated. I think that the offensive coordinator of the Washington football team is Marion Barry. It's former mayor Marion Barry. And because clearly uh, they're as whack as crack. Who the hell throws the ball when you're up 27-26 with two and a half minutes left? What are you, a moron? Oh, evidently, yes, you are. Hey, put down the crack pipe. Late night anger management class. Nobody's happy. This is sports rage. Vent your rage. You got it. Took you long enough to... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, look! There's a big crowd. Welcome us back, even though we lost. Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football? Let's see if you can catch a rock. Yeah, that's Mo Sislak waiting for the Giants at Newark International Airport right now. <laughs> He's waiting in Newark, waiting, waiting for the dude, uh, waiting for the dude that jumped off. So yeah, wild football game uh, tonight. So let's set the table here. Windy City Sports Report, uh, Big Card Julio, Julio Rosario, play-by-play voice of the Windy City Bulls, and Chicago State uh, will join us. Um, we got Brent Beer joining us from Jacksonville, Florida, our SEC insider. Uh, great stuff with Brent Beard. Whenever we talk uh, college football, we focus on the SEC uh, with Brent, and we focus on everything with the legend, our main man, 
Teddy covers. Ted Stefanski steps up, and it's straight from the stripe of Las Vegas, Nevada, wagertalk.com, wagertalk TV. Welcome to the Rage. How you doing, Teddy? Gabriel Marenstein, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right, Teddy. Not great, but what? all right. I ca- I cashed a ticket with uh, with the Raging Cajuns, so I laid the points uh, with the Raging Cajuns. I don't, I, you know, I hate laying three in a series, and I know these games are always close. And I actually, so I had Washington minus three, and uh, I said on game time decisions tonight, why do I get the feeling Washington's going to win this game by one point? Last year, New York won by one point, twenty to nineteen, twenty three twenty. So basically, the last like you know three games or whatever have been decided by five or six points, whatever the hell it's been in this series. And here we go tonight. I did have Washington a teaser. So, hey, it is it is what it is. No catastrophe, but nothing great, Teddy. But what a wild game. A New York Giant fan, pretty frustrated right now, losing the way that they did. See, that's why I just don't understand fans. Because if you're a Giants better, who cares, man? They, yeah, they covered. That's what I said earlier, right? <laughs> I mean, the whole, this whole, like, oh, we lost. Doesn't matter. You covered. Relax. <laughs> you know? Uh, gosh, these fans get so uptight. Good teams you know, win, great teams on. cover, Teddy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it, you, you did you did better than Las Vegas expected you to do. How can you be mad? <laughs> I love how you're it's a, such a foreign concept for you, right? Like, I love it, too. Like, even me, too, I'm thinking about it. Would I rather win a bet or the Bills win the game? It's like, I'll tell you what. Like, I love the Buffalo Bills and stuff, and I do. But when it comes to, the, to this this business, guys, not, has any has any guy ever on your favorite team ever once in your life ever paid your phone bill, your grocery bill, or your rent before? Has, has have they ever called you and said, "Hey, you know what, Marenzi? Like Steve Garvey's never called me, Teddy. Said Gabe, I know you've loved the Dodgers since the seventies, and you know, I want to I want to give you ten thousand dollars for your dedication and love to the Los Angeles Dodgers." They sent me a baseball once and a baseball holder, <laughs> which is true when I was a kid, which is pretty nice of them. But that concept is true, isn't it, Teddy? And I, you know, it sounds cold and true because I'm not saying players don't care. They care for different reasons, but they're playing for their job. They're playing for a contract. Like fans care more about wins and losses than than players do. Like if you're on the New York Giants and you played well tonight, you're on the phone with your agent, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you played great tonight. Great job. Great stats. Great job." You know what I mean, Teddy? Like. You're right. Fans get caught up in this fake fantasy of when reality, who cares? It doesn't put food on your table whether they win or lose. So you remember it because it's the only time it's ever happened in our lifetime. But Michigan was playing for a national title in 1998 against Ryan Leaf and the Washington State Cougars. All right. And at the time, I was still, I still had loyalty to Michigan. You know? Yeah, Yeah. I was rooting for the Wolverines that day. But you know what I did? I made a. I'm not going to say a huge bet, but I made a decent-sized bet on Washington State on the money line. I'm like, I want to be happy either way. I want to be happy if we win. I want to be happy if we lose. So those are like that. <laughs> that to me, and plus, and 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 I took plus the points as well. Uh, you know, with you know, what we could and then they they didn't cover. I ended up pushing on the two bets uh, and enjoying my night very much. But the point was, I, I was willing to bet against Michigan even then, even in the biggest game that there was. And that's when I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just this fan thing. I'm done with it. I spent my all my years as a kid, you know, Mets, Jets, Knicks, and Rangers lose, 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 and lose some more. You know, I get a World Series in '86 because the ball goes through Buckner's legs. But by that time, I'm older, you know, and it's not it's not the same. You know, uh, the Knicks still never won one for me. The Jets never won one for me. The Rangers got one in '94, and again, you know, you know, it's way older then. You know, you know. So all those years of fandom, which was just a nightmare, it just eats you. There's nothing. To, betting is better. You get to decide what teams you want to be fans of. You have a new favorite team that. every couple hours when you bet on sports, right? Hey, I love Long yeah, Beach, and now I'm a Long Beach fan. <laughs> Way more enjoyable sports experience than fandom. Fan- Look, 31 teams are not going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. 129 <laughs> teams are not going to win the national title. They're going to end their season with a loss or with some crappy bowl win over someone you don't care about. You know, one team, one team's fan base gets all the joy, and everyone else is in misery. You know, and when you come close, it's even worse. 
So it's amazing, Teddy. I've known my rant. I've known Teddy covers, man. <laughs> Me and Teddy, I've known Teddy probably 17, 18 years. It's the most I've ever gotten out of him. So I feel like he's on the couch right now. Now it all makes sense. It's a New York sports thing. You've been terrorized by the Jets, the Mets. The what did I get out of it? I like to hear your voice. I could hear, I was a Nick fan. I was a Met fan. I was a Jet fan. What did I get out of it? Nothing. By the time they won, I was old and I didn't care. <laughs> but so even the Patriots fans, okay? Patriots fans won all of these titles and everything. You know what? Not, not last year. Not this year. You're still miserable. You know, every Patriots fan is miserable right now. Chiefs fans. How good can your team be? Your Super Bowl back-to-back years. Well, you won one of them. You didn't win last year. You're miserable. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal to be a fan. Brutal. I, You know what? It's funny because I still am a fan. I still am. And I enjoy the games and stuff. But at the same point in time, Teddy, I'm, um, I'm not losing sleep over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's not my life. It's their life. That's what people, like, sort of... You know, when I was younger, I was that guy. You know, I had the Bills lost in the Super Bowl, and I was depressed for three months after. Now I'd see Andre Reid and yeah. Thurman Thomas are partying on the beach a week later. I'm like, they're not even depressed anymore. Why am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because well, that's because you're stuck in Buffalo all winter. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy covers. So what did you do with the game tonight? Like I said, I you know, I was scared about it. I had Washington minus the three. And I do enjoy the 10-point uh, teaser, so I'm not telling people the smartest thing to do. Uh, but it was sort of my insurance if Washington didn't cover. So I got uh, had Washington plus 7. Now I got the Bills plus 7 and the Browns minus 2.5 going, um, going into the weekend. But, you know, the props, the props fell short for me tonight. Was it a catastrophe or anything like that? Um, but it was just one of those... First off, I hit the Daniel Jones rushing prop over. This kid's a good athlete. But it was one of those, should have known better, Teddy, that it was going to be like a one- or a two-point game. I ended up closing at four-and-a-half at FanDuel, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I in-game, I had both teams at a plus price. That's all I did. You know? Good job. <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. I mean, it was, it was easy to do that tonight. And, you know, a lot of times in-game, I'll go in. I had no, I had no opinion on the game, yeah. uh, certainly sidewise. Um and 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 total wise, I, I I lead under, but it's certainly. Uh, so if you don't have an opinion before the game, one, it was over early. Yeah. If you don't have an opinion well, before well, the well, game, will you just sit down in front of the computer and like like now and it's like all right, hey, I don't have any opinion on this. I'm just playing the numbers and I got plus money on both sides. That's all I'm looking for, uh, and it happens more often than you think. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not a bad strategy. Yeah, no, it isn't, especially in in. Nothing's done. These games come down to the wire. For the record, primetime games are now 4-0 to the over so far this year. And guess who's next up uh, in primetime? Baltimore and Kansas City. Sunday Night Football. More with the great Teddy Covers next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. 
Late night anger management class. This is Portridge. I am Gabriel Morency. Now we're breaking it down. What a wild, uh, wild uh, football game uh, tonight. And as we mentioned. Uh, going into the break, we're kicking it with Ted Savransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, straight from the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada, Wager Talk, Wager Talk uh, TV in the house. As I said, so now 4-0 to the over, Teddy, prime time, and I got burnt. I had one under. I took, uh, I hit an in-game over tonight. I felt this game was going to open up, so I cashed an in-game over 37 and a half in this, uh, this game uh, tonight, but... I lost by that one point the other night in the Bears game. I didn't think the Bears and the Rams uh, was going to get there. 4-0. and And shout out to our boy Rico, uh, the Rico Act, uh, tuning in right now. He goes, yeah, 4-0 and to the over in primetime games. And everybody would expect uh, Kansas City and Baltimore to be a shootout. And they thought tonight would be a lower scoring game. And watch, uh, watch Sunday Night Football be the one that goes under, Teddy. What do you think of this 4-0 and run on primetime so far? So, number one, it's worth paying attention to. Uh, okay. Uh, you, you can't ignore things like that. You know, when you say, oh, it's rigged, it's fixed, it's not rigged or fixed. Yet at the same time, the been pretty entertaining and competitive games <laughs> so far on Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. And when you see those type of trends, you try not to step in front of. But, I mean, what do we think of the Ravens' offense right now? You know, Baltimore's offensive line got destroyed last week, and, and, and Casey's got a pass rush, and, 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 and that concerns me. Can Baltimore trade points with him? That's, a, that's the question. That's uh, whether that game gets up and over the total or not. I have my concerns uh, about Baltimore coming into the year as it is, and they had a lot of bodies drop throughout that game, Teddy. I'm going to lock in and see their final injury list uh, in, the, in the morning, but a lot of guys went down in that football game. Um, that's the su- that's the Sunday nighter. Have you have you decided uh, what you're going to do with that one, or um, undecided? Oh, I'm not. I, I I have very little chance I get involved in that game. You it's know, the, the price isn't right on Kansas City, uh, and, and Baltimore is not a team that I can trust after uh, after what we saw last. I mean, there were so, you know you don't want to under uh, overreact to Week One, but you don't want to underreact either. And, and you talk about the Ravens' injury. You talk about their secondary. Uh, that is banged up, and you talked about a, an offensive line that can't block, and you know that's a red flag after red flag after red flag for Baltimore for me. Uh, so uh, it almost leads us into the over. It almost leads us into the over, doesn't it? Not if we don't trust Baltimore to score. You don't think Lamar Lamar can run around? They scored against the Raiders. They scored 14 early and did nothing offensively the rest of the game. You know, they did not win the battle. When I handicapped that game, in my mind, my handicap is Baltimore wins the line of scrimmage on the offensive side, Baltimore wins the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. And when it played out, it was the opposite of that. So, yeah, you know, it's true. You're that right. Was not, it was not what I expected from the Ravens. And when I see something I don't expect, you're like, you tap the brakes on that team in, 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 a, in a real way. Uh, and so I can only bet against Baltimore here. And I'm not laying this price with KC. KC's 2 and 10 against the spread their last 12 games. Talk about an overvalued commodity every time, every game. It's like last second field goal. Yeah, Mahomes yep, marched yep. down. <laughs> You know, that's, even that's last the week they, they ended up winning by four, right? And they didn't cover. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, one thing you said there, we'll get into this team. I want to talk college too. So right now, FanDuel's got Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half. The total's fifty-four and a half uh, there right now. But you are right. It was one thing that was surprising to see. Like people will talk about Derek Carr. You know, they spread the ball around all over the place and Waller, etc. But the defensive line of the Raiders had a lot of success. They made plays. They imploded things. They blew things up. They were stalking, uh, then chasing. There were some fast dudes on the Raiders' defense. I don't know who the guy was, but he was chasing down Lamar, man. And Lamar usually like gets away from everybody. Um, I've spoken to some people actually buying into the Raiders this week. What's your take on that? Is it an automatic? Like, what what are the numbers? Ted? Have you guys discussed this at Wager Talk? Are there numbers about a a West Coast team going East after hosting a Monday Night Football game? I'm sure Ralph has a number for it, <laughs> All right? So, early morning start, West Coast team playing early morning. What you know? What, what's the angle on that? Is it a stay away? Is it an automatic play against? Do you not buy in? What's your take on that matchup? Okay, so here's the angle. The angle is that everybody is automatically assuming 
<laughs> all right, <laughs> chunk any bets <laughs> that it's the oh the worst possible spot for any team when you're coming off a huge win and you're opening up Allegiant Stadium with the fans and everyone's out partying on Monday night and they have a short week and you got to travel east and the early start game and it is literally an auto bet for uh, a, a lot of the guys that chunk in bets that way, you know, automatically play on Pittsburgh. All right, so. If you read the quotes in the comments, because I'm not an, uh, I'm not a chunking bets that way kind of guy. I'm a guy that likes to you know that likes to try to break down the matchups and break down the mentality of the teams. And I learn a lot from reading some of these players' quotes. And the quotes from Ben Roethlisberger last week were real simple. He's like, "I'm glad the defense was able to carry us for extended stretches in this game. It might be that way for a little while." You know, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, he's like, you know, they have two rookies starting on the offensive line. They have a rookie starting at running back. They're learning a new offense. He's like, we're going to be a work in progress. And that's a bing, bing, bing. That's one of those red flag quotes. You're like, bro, did anyone else see this? No, they don't care about that quote. All they care about is the West Coast team traveling east for an only yeah, yeah. game. Oh, my God, the junkies bets <laughs> against them. Okay, can't lay points with Pittsburgh right now. Steelers are an, uh, are an under team. Big Ben told us they're an under team. They're going to play everything close to the vest. They're not going to explode offensively early in the season. So if I'm playing, it'd be on the Raiders' side. But it's the West Coast team. He's for another show situation, so I probably don't play the game. I don't know that I get involved. If I do, it's Raiders and or under. I'm looking here at the Raiders, and that offense is pretty impressive, Teddy. I'll give I'll give him credit. I don't know if Jacobs going to be any healthier uh, this week, but I you know I almost think they win despite Gruden. Though I don't think Gruden's a good in game coach. Like I, I don't I don't believe that he is. Yet I wanted to look at the numbers of of how do the Raiders produce? Like look, they averaged twenty seven point one points per game last year. Um, they put up a bunch of points in Week One this year. So uh, on the road last year, they scored twenty six point two. So it's not like there was a big dichotomy that they don't score on the road. Weather's not a factor. And I am all sort of, you know, don't buy into all that stuff as much either, especially earlier in the season and stuff. I think it matters on the football field. I think it's a lot a lot of talk radio and handicapper crap, but it's really games are won in the trenches, not on with microphones, right, Teddy? Uh, and what about is, the Raiders uh, in the trenches? Well, let, we, we, we have to talk about this, okay, because – there were a couple of teams in the offseason that you read anything, anywhere. I'm talking about it doesn't matter what source you went to. Every source in the offseason you went to said, oh, my God, the Raiders' offensive line. What are, they, what are they thinking? Oh, my God, how could they do that? How could they let these veterans go and bring in new guys? They had a great uh, – well, like I said, <laughs> who won the battle of the line of scrimmage? That yeah. brand-new Raiders' offensive line won the battle at the line of scrimmage. What did Baltimore do? They brought, oh, Villanueva. They brought in the good veteran. They were able to be fine. No, they brought in the crappy old veteran who's collecting a paycheck. And So a lot of what you read about offensive line makeovers, there were a number of teams. You know, the Chiefs had the offensive line makeover in the offseason. And, uh, and, and, and the char- but people liked the Chargers' offensive line makeover. They just didn't like the Raiders' offensive line makeover. And it's like so much of what you read is nonsense, <laughs> oh, yeah. dude. It's just nonsense. Um, but people have to, I understand that, you know, you, you do a show every day, you know, every day you're doing a show, whether something happens or not. And so are 5,000 other radio hosts and everyone needs something to talk about. And the beat writers got to write two articles a day. And well, let me ask you that, Teddy. Because yeah. Sherpan brought it up and I don't know him personally. I, I respect him. I know he's a really smart guy, but I think it's Las Vegas, Chris. And he said that he soaked, he soaks in. Like as many podcasts and shows and information as he can, and it was interesting. He said, "Good and bad," and he goes, "I actually learn a lot listening and reading bad shows and bad material." Like, and and you just said the same thing. Like when you read things, sometimes like I think you know, listen, the common guy, the younger guy, reads his stuff. He goes on these websites and all, you know, and it becomes sort of the collective, but. When you read these things, sometimes you you must be thinking the opposite, right? Of of it, and it can almost it can almost lock in. It act, it actually can. It was an interesting concept of what he said, though, that you can learn from like reading bad material, Teddy. 
Um, Las Vegas Chris, hey, he, he's a look at that guy's really smart. Okay, he blows me away. Like I, I, I would not want to play Jeopardy with him. I would not want to do. <laughs> you know, what is he? One of these guys that knows everything about everything. <laughs> he, he's as sharp as a tack, man. Uh, and and I give him a, a world of respect. Uh, nothing but respect for him. At the same time, uh, you know, everyone's got their own methodology, um, and my methodology is to. And this is something. I remember this. I learned this probably year two or year three in Vegas, which is believe what you see, not what you read. And yeah, you, read, yeah, you sometimes yeah. recap after a game you just watched. You know, you're reading the, someone writing a report of a game. You just watched this game. Okay. And this guy's saying this happened. You're like, no, that's not the way it went down, man. <laughs> you know, this was <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've watched, I've watched as much football as any scout or any coach. Ernie, I've been watching football like professional level for 30 years. That's a good point. You probably watch more. We watch more than coaches. Coaches don't even watch that much. (laughs) I believe what I see. You know, at this stage of my career, it's not about what you mean necessarily. Teddy Cadavers, more with Teddy on the other side. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Bobby Riggs. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Kicking it with uh, an old friend of ours, Teddy Covers. Wager Talk does great work. Um, find him on online, Teddy Covers. Uh, you can find him over at Wager Talk, Wager Talk TV, on YouTube, wagertalk.com, right here on Sports Grid uh, every weekend with us every Thursday. He's everywhere. So, Teddy, I want to get into some college uh, football with you, but. So we should we noted guys four and zero prime time games now to the over, but the theme continues, Teddy. It just struck me. So what did you make of the and a couple of things I want to throw at you? So we first time ever, right? It was in a super it's in a Super Bowl era that uh, 12, uh, 12 underdogs covered. So twelve and four week one. Now we got another one. So that's underdogs thirteen and four, uh, Teddy on the season. And here's another road team uh, that covers the number. And remember, you and I, we had a discussion. We've been talking about what does home field actually mean. And me and Merrill had a good talk about this the other night. And it was a good point. And we talked about the uh, the New Orleans Saint game, Teddy. So remember the Saints? They moved. Um, they they moved from New Orleans to uh, to Jacksonville, and the point spread yep. only moved half a point. And 
if anyone has a home field, New Orleans does. You know what I mean? In that place, it's a madhouse, the voodoo house, and everyone's dressed as Darth Vader and whatever. You know what I mean? It's like Mardi Gras every week there. So that's half a point. They don't have, they, they, they Superdome. They only count the Superdome half a point. Uh, like, is home field suddenly irrelevant, Mr. Savransky? I'm not going to say it's irrelevant, but... Again, when you're breaking down a game, the laziest thing that the analysts do, they go, oh, they're going back home, they'll beat them. Oh, yeah, oh, they're going back home, oh, they should win this game. And it's just from a point spread perspective, I spent most of my career betting against teams at home and betting on road teams because I found the home field to be overvalued. You know, I make my home field rankings for every team individually. I don't do a blanket home field ranking. And I base it on one factor with a second factor that I consider. The main factor is point spread success, and the second factor is are they winning games straight up. Okay. A lot of these home fields say, oh, they have a huge home field. That you look at their home record, the road record is the same every year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you look yeah. at their home point spread and the road point spread. They're no, they're, they're good at home because they're a good team. Point. Yeah, yeah, not because yeah. they're home. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, exactly, because you're a good team. Yeah. I mean, for the NFL, most of my teams are two or two and a half. You know, um, a a lot of people use a blanket three. I don't. Um, In college football, you know, back in the day, if you have a touchdown, boy, the blue turfs were the touchdown. (laughs) A whiteout in Penn State is worth six points. I think my highest college football power rating is four for a home field. Uh, And I have a lot of ones and zeros. So the theme is, is we're conversation with Ted Safransky. We'll get to some picks, but I like the conversation. It's a grander picture here. Is each home court is is or home home field is is different, but home field has meant less and less, even without fans, with fans, and we're we're saying this, but but and I think where you're going here, Teddy, and I've been doing this too, and I've talked about this, the narrative, like just sort of fade that media, the media narrative, and. Me and Cam, I brought it up actually, even though I was on I was on Washington minus the three, I brought it up. The Giants are better on the road, Teddy. Daniel Jones is better on the road. Like he always has been. They're like seven and one against the spread now, seven and two, eight and two, whatever, in their last like ten road games, these guys. And people would figure, oh well, they can't win at home, so oh god, they don't have a chance for now to go on the road. And then sometimes playing at home is a negative. In New York, people aren't supportive, Teddy. You know what I mean? Like, they get booed. It's hostile. It's negative in that stadium of giant games. People are angry. And they seem to be looser on the road. And people, like, you know, they don't really take that into account, I think. Or or maybe it's just random. You know? <laughs> That's another I mean, good point. <laughs> you know? That it's not, okay, yeah, well, sometimes you play a good game at home. Sometimes you play a good game on the road. Sometimes you play a bad yeah, game yeah, at home. Yeah, sometimes you play yeah. a bad game on the road. The home field is not worth four points. You know? Uh, but the mainstream narrative. Ask me about Purdue-Notre Dame for the mainstream narrative and, and, and tell me anything you've heard on a betting standpoint from these two teams. Well, How's that for a, a, a leading question? I know that's where you want to go. Well, I, yeah, I actually, <laughs> you know what, I'm scared because I feel like I'm being set up because I like Purdue plus the points. I like Purdue plus yeah, the points. So yeah, of I'm, course I'm, you like Purdue plus the points. Am I an Everybody idiot? on earth. Is going to like Purdue plus the points. Why? Well, <laughs> what's the stat rolling? Oh, Jeff Brom and a road dog. He's seven one as a road dog. Look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense—they're terrible. They got ripped up two weeks in a row. Notre Dame can't stop anyone. Well, right? it's an eyeball That's, test game. All right, all right, all right. Everybody's narrative. Okay, <laughs> let's go through what both of them actually mean. All right. The first thing, Brom, 7-1 as a road dog. All right, Four of those came his first year. They were plus 20 here and plus 22 there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the first right, game stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care about that. They beat Louisville or something. Three of them have come in the last two years. One of them, they were plus 28.5 at Penn State. They lost 35-7. to All right, they covered by the hook. They scored a touchdown. They were non-competitive. They lost. They, you know, Another one was at Wisconsin. They were plus 24. They lost by 21 and another one, Iowa was trying to lay a bunch of points to him, and Iowa can't lay points. We know that in the Big Ten. If you know the Big Ten, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So every single example of Brom covering as a road dog is irrelevant for this game. And, in fact, when you look at him trying to step up in class as a road dog, you see him losing routinely by three touchdowns. Okay? They're plus seven, seven and a half here. 
All right. So the whole Brom narrative of I'm a great road dog, yeah, sure. But if you dig and actually pay attention and look at it, no, not in this spot. Okay? Then, okay, Notre Dame's defense, all right? Well, again, you, if, if you want to look, the eye test is a piece of the puzzle. The other thing you want to do is read those quotes. What did Brian Kelly say? He had this great quote. It's like a jump out of your eyeballs quote that you're like, I can't believe I saw this. Brian Kelly, in his news conference earlier today, says, you know what? We had an extra long camp. And after camp, I was really worried that the kids would have, quote, camp legs. So I didn't do a whole lot of work that first week for Florida State. We weren't really prepared. We weren't really ready to go to 60 minutes. And then we were on a short week last week. And again, they, we didn't do a whole lot of game planning. It was just about getting the game. And this is the first week where we're in our normal routines and we're game planning for our opponent properly, and I expect to see the results show for it. So what Notre Dame has done the first two weeks is not relevant to what we're going to see here. We're going to see a better Notre Dame team this week. So both of the prevailing narratives, the mainstream narratives on Purdue and Notre Dame, that you've got to take Purdue plus the points, they're just flat out wrong. And the media, blah, 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 blah. You, know, you just hear it everywhere you go. It's the same thing. Brom is a road dog. Look at that Notre Dame defense. Brom is a road dog. Look at that Notre Dame defense. Like broken record. And, you know, it's like Raiders offensive lines. No good. Raiders offensive lines. And if you dig a little deeper, everybody's got a plan, all right? Brian Kelly doesn't have a plan. He's not uh, going into the season. He's got a plan for this game, too, and how the season's going to progress. And you know, we're going to do this here, and maybe we'll, you know, a team looks bad at one week doesn't mean they stink. It just means that they didn't, uh, the game plan wasn't, didn't play out for that week. So, I mean, there's all of this nuance. There's all of these pieces to it. And uh, honestly, right now, I feel like handicappers like you and I, Gabe, we're supposed to be winning more than we lose because it's a it's a marketplace right now that's yeah. valuing the wrong stuff, and experience can really help in that regard. It's helping me right now. I'm off to a good start. So I guess you don't like uh, I guess you like Notre Dame here. If you could tell, he just said Teddy got work. Right? Bring it. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on. Wow. I, and I like how you just jumped in. We're in the NFL. Hey, listen. Let me tell you about the Purdue narrative. Great. That was a great rant, though. <laughs> Teddy covers kicking with us. And so how about this? Notre Dame won't allow Purdue's drum on the field. It's the first yeah, time the drum won't be on the field since 1979. Uh, for the first time since 1979, the Boilers maker 100-year-old bass drum will miss a performance because it can't fit through the visiting team tunnel in South Bend Stadium. And the Fighting Irish refused to let Purdue take the drum through their main tunnel. Um, As they should. Thursday marks the 100th anniversary of the drum. The drum is seven <laughs> feet, three foot tall, three feet uh, wide. Um, they used to allow the drum through their tunnel, but Brian Kelly put an end to that and doesn't let anybody go through the tunnel for any reason now. Uh, Which I is for Rye. Hey, Hayden <laughs> yeah. Fry painted the visitor's locker room pink. pink. You know, I know. I mean, Michigan, I know. You do I know. what you do. I don't. I, I don't. And I, I don't disagree that with that. You know, you know what? You're, you're in state school. No, but you're screwing the your band over. It's not the team. It's the band at halftime. We'll let them beat on their drum. Oh, that's for your band. You're such. You're, you're so. You're Mr. Burns. You guys want to have a giant oversized bass drum? You got to deal with it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that too, Ashley. I just hate Notre Dame, but I thought of that too. If I was Notre Dame, I'd be like, listen, we didn't tell you to have a seven foot drum, did we? Like, I'm not telling you not to bring a drum. And if you can't fit it in, we got a problem, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the beauty of it. It's so funny, Mercy. I was, I was like tired before I came on. And now I've just been riled up this whole show. I love uh, it. But uh, in 1979, you're like, okay, what happened in 1979? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to know that story, right? Did you no. hear the story on this? No, no. What happened so in 79 with the They drum? went to Northwestern, and yeah. someone kidnapped it and hit it, like, <laughs> back in some storage room behind a ladder, and they found it, like, four days later. <laughs> but they went, someone, someone kidnapped the... Uh, oh, the, the good old days and, with the college and, pranks, right, Teddy? They, I like, exactly. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So I, yeah, I thought that was a good story. It's a new level of pettiness. Um, all right, so... Uh, let me let me throw some games at you. How do you think Ohio State responds after that loss 
uh, with Tulsa going in there. Is it an automatic over? I think they're going to pace them, but their defense is pretty, you know. But, and what about Oklahoma laying the points? I'm surprised almost not more. And I know Oklahoma haven't really been great to start this year, but I think they dial it up a notch with Nebraska rolling in there. What do you think about those two? And then we get into Bama, Florida. Well, I see they're all big-time games, but, uh, you know, the TV games. What's your opinion on those ones? Sure, sure. So, uh, so with Oklahoma, actually, let me, uh, Ohio State. Nebraska. Yeah, Oklahoma, Nebraska, okay. whatever. Ohio State, Tulsa, whatever. Yeah, Let's go oh, wherever oh, you yeah, want. That, yeah. that, that. So, so with Ohio State, my, my, my first reaction was absolutely look at the Buckeyes this week. You know, yeah, even though we yeah. have no track record of Ryan Day off a loss because he's never lost never a regular season. Never lost a regular season. season yeah. <laughs> uh, but my thought was, and I watched Tulsa against Oki State last week, and, you know, Tulsa can't score. So, uh, unless they can defend Ohio State for four quarters. Uh, you know, last time they were there, they were there in 2016. It was 48 to three, I believe. It was 48 to seven. It wasn't close. Uh, and the Buckeyes covered in a similar range: minus 28 in that game, minus 25, minus 26 here. And I'm reading Philip Montgomery's quotes, right? And he's like, "We're not going up there to lose." He's like, we're, "We we expect to play with them." And he's like, we played in big stadiums. We've been up there before. We did this. We did that. I'm expecting to compete. We shut down Oklahoma State last week, which they did. Their defense is pretty good. You know, um, it wasn't a coach of like, yeah, we're going up there to get a paycheck. With a coach, yeah, we're coming up here to play. And if Ohio State comes out flat, which they maybe they will. Who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah, Ohio State are bad, but I bet. Hard to believe. Uh, yeah, Ryan Day's first time he's ever lost a regular season game. Like on Iron Match for Cross continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Wow, that was close. You can be the center. <laughs> Man, it's just not cool, but true. It's not not cool, but true. All right, uh, Teddy Covers. You want more Teddy? Go to Wager Talk, Wager Talk TV, wagertalk.com. He's going to be on uh, Saturday morning right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 204. So I only got about two and a half minutes, so I'll shut my big mouth. Um, anything on the college card? Fresno and UCLA is an intriguing game to me, but that uh, Nebraska-Oklahoma old-school rivalry game uh, getting dialed up. And we do have a lot of listeners. Shout-out to everybody in Michigan and Motown and, and the state of Michigan, Detroit, etc. What about that Monday nighter? Can the Lions make a 2-0 against the spread after the Packers got uh, tattooed? What, what's your take on these games? So I don't want any part of Nebraska. I got a hunch that if Oklahoma starts running up the score, they're going to keep running up the score in that one. I see a lot of big plays. Uh, from the Sooners against that defense. And I think Oklahoma's defense is better than what we saw. Again, in week one, they, they took their foot off the gas pedal against Tulane. I don't think they take their foot off the gas pedal here. If I'm playing, 
I'm laying. It's the same thing on Monday Night Football. Come on, you guys watched the Lions last week. If you're from Detroit <laughs> or you're from Michigan, you know what you saw. What I saw, you know, you saw they got crushed in that game. Absolutely crushed. The most fraudulent point spread cover uh, <laughs> that you'll find. They got the money. Uh, you know, what do you need? All you need is a late touchdown, a two-point conversion, an onside kick recovery, a late touchdown, another two-point conversion, and you can get the money. Uh, but when you're giving up eight yards of play and you're getting a Packers team that is supposed to be mad this week, you know, if Green Bay doesn't kill them, that's on Green Bay, and we downgrade the Packers significantly. Teddy covers. Great stuff as always, uh, Teddy. Where can people find you? Yeah, well, I got a show here, right here on this network, Saturday morning and Sunday morning over the weekend, NFL and college. And of course, find me at wagertalk.com. Find me on Twitter at Teddy underscore. Well, I never sleep, so I can't wait to tune in. Look, looking forward <laughs> to uh, to Saturday's college uh, card. Teddy, hey, Dolphins, Bills, 10 seconds. Who you got? Dog. Oh, oh. I know. I don't know why the Bills are laying three and a half on the road here, man. Thanks, Teddy. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 